A great poet once said, here come the Astros burning with desire. Here come the Astros burning there on fire. Here come the Astros with winning on their mind. Here come the Astros, number one every time. We're going to talk about this firework edition of Locked on Astros. Let's go, baby. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive, I love fireworks when they're not on the 4th of July. Always Stros. All right. Yeah, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Go ahead and become an everydayer. Go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a big fat thumbs up and go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. And the Astros did it. Uh, best case scenario in this series when you're playing a team like the Rangers is winning three out of four. And the Astros did it. Uh, I mean, that Saturday again, game was very depressing it was one of those uh, things where nothing went right for the Astros but the rest of the series they found a way to win and this game was one of those games that if you would have lost it would have been one of the worst losses in Astros history from being up 10 to 2 and uh, then losing that lead and then to lose that game that would have been one of the biggest losses since 1994 and so the Astros were able to have some late inning magic thanks to Chaz McCormick and a couple other uh, uh, people, uh, I think Jose Brady too. Uh, but I was just like an amazement what happened there. But the Astros did that. Christian Javier, yeah, uh, bro, uh, he's he's not good right now. Um, the Astros hit four home runs. AL West battle. Um, what is the uh, number down to now? How many games behind are they? And there is an update on Michael Brantley. And let's just say it's not one that you might want to hear. And Sometimes it'd be like that. Brandon Belak is probably going to be starting on Monday. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday. I keep on forgetting that today is Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday. So he'll likely be starting the first game against the Rockies. So this game felt like uh, was a game five of the 2017 World Series where it was like back and forth. And yeah, I mean, it was mostly Astros for a while there. But then those uh, those stupid Rangers just came back. I, I think that's a great analogy, Eric. And, you know, look. You, you have to tip your hat to the Texas Rangers because this team is a team that, I mean, and it's chronicled on here. I, I can't shy away from it because there's video evidence all over the place. I, I really have doubted this Rangers team all season of their authenticity. Um, and they they really do fit the bill. I mean, they have, they've got battle-tested playoff experience players who have come together on a team that has zero playoff experience and the the young gun, the the Jonah Himes, Adolis Garcia is really having a fine season. I mean, look, what the Rangers have done this season, you have to respect, and they are in first place. But but the Astros, 
found a way to win. You know, these were the games, Eric, two weeks ago that we were talking about. The Astros, they, they would lose games that they were supposed to be winning. And when you go up 10 to 2, if you lose that game, like you said, that would have been kind of a demoralizing defeat. Right. Almost like, and I even I even tweeted it out, like if you split here and you lose this game, the split and the loss feel a lot worse than before the series saying, hey, I hope we split with the Rangers, right? Because realistically, I thought the Rangers take two. Um, I kind of picked them to take three out of four. But realistically, I was I was I was hanging on a two two split. But what kind of resiliency and credit do these bats get, Eric? Because the bats have been what they've been deemed as inconsistent. We've seen their inconsistency. They know they've been inconsistent. But really, lately, the last six, seven, eight games, they've constantly scored and they've been on top of things. They picked up their pitcher. That's what you do. That's what good baseball teams do when your pitcher's not doing their job. The bats get up and say, it's okay, Javier, we got your back. Because it wasn't bad at first, and it really went off the rails. I kind of question a little bit um, why Dusty did allow him to go out that next inning, but it all worked out for the Astros in the end. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, but I think it has to do with the use of the bullpen, and it's something that exactly. we discussed a lot. I mean, you had Hunter Brown only go four innings, and then you had a, a, a Dubin – only go four innings the other day. Even Hunter Brown, did he even go four innings? I, I forgot how many innings he went. But so the bullpens has been taxed a lot recently. And so this was a, it, I don't want to say this was a must win, but it was a, it was a game that the Astros felt like they had to win. So you saw them bring in Ryan Stanek and uh, Phil Maton in uh, early in the game in the fifth inning and sixth inning. And uh, it got to the point where you're like, okay, are we going to go ahead and bring in Brandon Belak and breaking news, Brandon Belak was added to the, the um, roster and we'll talk about him a little bit later, but uh, Sean Dubin was optioned down to triple a nothing against Sean Dubin, but this is another thing of them being in position. You have the all-star break coming up and they need a fresh arm. They need somebody to take over Ronel Blanco's uh, spot to get uh, Parker Mishinsky up. And so what they did was they just sent Sean Dubin down. He did great uh, the other day in his spot start. So uh, I think that uh, they just needed somebody to fill in Ronel Blanco's start. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But definitely uh, this was a um, weird game overall. It, it's one of those games that if you have blood pressure issues or uh, – <laughs> Like uh, maybe if you just get frustration or if you have anger management issues and you throw stuff at walls, you probably have a few extra holes in the wall or that type of stuff, or your face might be. Well, I hope not, man. man. You know, look, look, do not put holes in the wall with the Astros. Apparently they proved it this season, but look, Diaz, the game before Eric, and I talked about it here on the show. He looked abysmal at the plate. And today he absolutely Looked so much better, took better swings. He actually got a home run today. That was nice to see. You know, he only went one for five, but he did He did connect for a solo shot. Him and McCormick go back-to-back. Chaz McCormick, like, how do you pick a player of the game? Because you you had you had um, Abreu do something cool. We'll talk about it in the four homers later. Tucker do something. Um, I mean, Chaz McCormick on defense and offense – to me, I think I give him my player of the game just because of the home run, the catch, um, later on the RBI. Right. What he's doing is making noise. And he is, we know, he is quite possibly on the trading block. 
you may be flashing the leather of the best center fielder you have on this roster day in and day out. And if that ups his value, I don't know. All I'm saying is if they trade him, they better get something back really good because Chaz McCormick is a big part of this team, Eric. I would hate to see him go. Yeah, and we do have a comment from Dana Brown that addresses that. Uh, that okay, I, good. I just ran across and I didn't see it um, because I was in San Antonio, but I just saw it today. So we'll definitely talk about that and does address uh, possibly trading an outfielder. And the most likely candidate is Chaz McCormick because he probably has the more trade value. But uh, at the same time, you don't want to trade a guy like him. But if you, it depends, you're going to have to get something. You're going to have to trade something. You can't just trade Jake Myers and expect to get Shohei Otani. You're going to have, I, I don't think the Astros have anything, uh, any talent to get Shohei Otani. I'm just giving you an example. So, <laughs> so you, hey, you, I'll take them. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean there. But um, Christian Javier in this game, uh, he just, he showed some signs of having this stuff. And I tried to go back and look at his no hitter against the Phillies. And um, he, he looks a little, I can't really see too much of a difference, but he looks a little bit stiffer now. It looks, um, he's not following through. Maybe I don't, I mean, I'm not a pitching guru and I'm not, I don't, uh, pretend to be, but he Eric just the pitching ninja. No, I'm not. Um, but I need to look at some more side by side comparison, but, uh, I'm sure that's what the Astros are doing and they are more knowledgeable about this than I am, but he looks like, um, against the Phillies, he just looks like he's electric and the stuff is going, but now it just looks, you, you see flashes of it. Like there's flashes where the ball's rising a little bit, the ball's sinking a little bit, but, uh, in today's game, you just didn't really see that. And no, you just, did. It, it is just kind of frustrating to well, really uh, see that, see that him, like as much as he, as much as he uh, like carry the Astros and it's so good throughout everything. It's just, he's struggling right now. And I don't know what to do about that. Today, but Javier, look, I just think when you got, when you got bet lines on there saying four and a half strikeout is the line for the game, then you know, something's definitely wrong. Well, look, let me tell you what you can be sure of is that you take your first swing at betting on, on major league baseball and FanDuel, you get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over and under to who you think is going to hit the first home run or how many strikeouts a pitcher is going to get. Brandon Belak's going to come up. Are you going to do the over-under on strikeouts that they have for him against the Rockies? All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And don't forget that uh, if you can't watch the game live, you can go ahead and uh, go and listen to the Astros play the Rockies at 310 on Tuesday um, on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and listen to all the play-by-play and action there. And hopefully the Astros' bats continue because we we saw some great blast from um, – uh, Jose Abreu today. This was, uh, I think it was, what, what was it? 452 feet 
this was like his uh, third highest of his career. His definitely his uh, longest of his Astros career, and did so you, it it was a bla- it was a bomb, and it was just. It do was you know what see. number it was in his career? It was it was his two hundred and fiftieth home run of his oh, career. Cool. They just put it up on MLB.com. His two hundred and fiftieth career home run. And look, tomorrow y'all are going to enjoy an episode that I did with Chris Castellani talking about the future of the Astros this the second half of the season. And we were talking about Abreu and how he doesn't have 30 home run power, but every once in a while he seems to really plant the ball in the seats. And this was a no-doubter. This was a second deck, Eric. And I don't know if you watched the replay on his swing. It looked like a power swing. It didn't right. look like a dink swing. It didn't look like an unsure, like his confidence, I think body language wise is a hundred percent different than what it was even three weeks ago. So right. he settled in nicely. And how important is it for someone like Abreu to be hitting the way he's been hitting in June, even starting in July without Alvarez? Cause when Alvarez comes back, you've got more protection. You've got more people in the lineup that can hit that's only going to be to the advantage of the rest of the Astros lineup, top and bottom. So with him contributing and Tucker, dude, we might as well call that the house that Tucker built because he's got what, like six home runs at Globe Life Field alone in his career. And he hasn't right. even played a ton of games there. What an, what an offensive output. Some people say an ugly win, maybe an ugly win, but I think it's a great win. Because you showed resiliency on all fronts, even when pitchers failed, other pitchers picked them up. But the right. bats, man, what a game. What a game. These these power bats came through. I freaking loved it, dude. Chas McCormick, again, that's why he's my player of the game. Because not only offense, but his defense as well. Yeah, going back to uh, Abreu, he has six home runs since June 9th. So he's definitely wow. uh, turned it on a little bit. We, everybody was complaining, well, you need to send him down to AAA, uh, which you can't, by the way. Uh, but uh, everybody <laughs> was just saying you need to get rid of him. He's the worst um, the worst player ever. But uh, with a player like him, yeah, this is probably the uh, longest he struggled in his career uh, to, uh, to get started. But we've seen players like Kyle Tucker get off to slow starts. Alex Bregman in the past. So you've got to get, uh, you got to be patient with these players. And now Abreu is showing why you got to be patient with these players because uh, he's just tearing the cover off the ball. And uh, then Tucker hasn't really been hitting for a lot of power, but we saw him with that double in the first inning. Yeah, first inning, then he was stranded, unfortunately. We saw Altuve with, uh, he didn't swing a pitch in his, at a, a pitch in his first at bat and lost. How, how rare is that? And then in his second at bat, Altuve, after Malnado drew a walk, he swung at the first pitch and popped up. And it's like, yeah. Altuve, <laughs> come on. I know that's your thing, man, but. Come on, after Maldi, of all people, just drew a walk, just take a pitch or something. But I know he hits uh, home runs every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, that double in the uh, – was it the ninth inning was just a great. And off of Will Smith, and a lot of people are pro- – I know in the comments are saying that uh, probably eventually Roldis Chapman will probably take over for Will Smith as the closer. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But Will Smith has been pretty good as their closer this year. Until this game, <laughs> but you know they mentioned Sparky and uh, Sparky and uh, Ford mentioned on the radio because I happened to be at the store the last, the last inning and a half um, picking up some groceries, and um, they were saying that you know Will Smith, you know he's won a World Series ring twenty one and twenty two, right? 
And I wonder if some people in Arlington were like, maybe he'll bring us a ring, almost like kind of like Robert Ori in the NBA where he would get traded and he would just be on teams that won. I look, I still think in the end the Astros do it. I still think in the end the Astros have the team that comes out on top. It still would be kind of fun, Eric, to have an Astros versus Rangers ALCS. I mean, who wouldn't want that in Texas? I, I, I think I think the Rangers, though, would be a little bit tougher matchup for the Astros. Why? Because they do have battle-tested veterans who do have playoff experience versus another team who might not be as experienced in the playoffs. So where they go head-to-head, I think the Astros' experience overall gets them over the hump. But, Eric, I mean, this AOS battle, you and I, nor anybody, we didn't see them battling with the Rangers. We saw them battling with the Mariners. And maybe the Rangers kind of coming up. We knew the A's were kind of going to be a bottomless pit. But the Mariners have absolutely disappointed, and they come to Houston before the All-Star break. So let's hope we just keep the winning ways versus the Rockies and the um and the mariners well um if you uh, saw it on the broadcast uh, they showed back in 2015 at this time the angels had the were leading in division the astros were like maybe a half game or a game behind them at this time and the rangers were seven and a half games behind uh the angels and then the rangers went on in that season to win the division uh, so they went roaring back, and then uh, the Astros won the wild card, as we know, and then went on to face the Royals. And then we have game four that we all remember against the Royals, where uh, they went single, 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 basically. Um, but uh, so that just says that the Astros still have a chance. Uh, where they sit on July 3rd doesn't mean anything. So the Astros now find themselves three games back behind the Rangers. So we, worst case scenario, you get sweeping that swept in the series and you would have been what nine games back. Yeah. That would have been disastrous, but now here you are three games behind them. So that's pretty darn good. Yeah. I, I, I think it's excellent. And again, we can't emphasize enough that it is without Jordan Alvarez, Jose Arquiti's coming back. This is a team that's going to heal. This is a team that, look, I saw a tweet earlier, um, and I was surprised at at how much I didn't realize this, Eric. I think this tells us that we need an arm 100% at the deadline because I retweeted something from Apollo Media. 37% of the Astros games have been started by rookies. Um, One-third of their innings pitched have been rookies. 45 games, 31 games started, 245 innings pitch, a 3.93 ERA, which is below league average, I believe, 249 strikeouts and 95 walks. So the load management is key here with these young arms. you got young arms going longer and farther and doing more than they've ever done in their career. And so I think that's that really makes it even more imperative that they get an arm out there. Um, and people love your polo, by the way. They want to know where you got it. I think you got that. Is a Space City one. Didn't you get that at the gift shop? Yeah, team store. I just put in. Chat, okay, team yeah, store. Team store. Oh, okay, you did. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you know, for those of y'all listening, look, the experience you get here is you get to check out our fits. You know, look, hey man, I got this really cool. Uh, I got this really cool Altuve pin. It says we want Houston from Berto, um, from Roberto. On look, that's Jose Altuve with the we want Houston crown. But so anytime you want to know what we're wearing, let us know. We'll uh, we'll hook you up. We're not selling anything, but. Uh, <laughs> We love our audience. Thank you all. Thank you all for hanging out. Look, if you and your buddies love hanging out, love brews, love baseball, and you like Hooters, 
um, then check out Hooters because Hooters makes you happy. Whether you're in Humble, Katy, Sugarland, Pearland, Pasadena, Baytown, Galveston, or anywhere in between, Hooters is the place to go. That's right. Let me tell you about their specials. Weekly, Mondays, buy one, get one wings. Tuesdays, $9.99 burger and fries. Wednesday, boneless wings, buy one, get one. Thursday, $19.99 wings and Big Daddy Bundle. Friday, $19.83 crab legs. Saturday and Sunday, kids eat free. Also, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m., they have happy hour and 10 p.m. to close. Anytime, $3 Blue Moon drafts and so much more. Coming up this week, July 7th at Pearland Hooters, the, the Locked on Astros podcast will be live, 4 o'clock p.m., a pregame podcast. Come pregame with us. We're giving away two sets of tickets donated to us from H-Town Bingo. They are two seats for two different games. Rangers, I believe, and I believe Rays, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, Crawford box seats. That's right. But you got to be there in person. You can't be on the show. Listen, you got to be there live with us hanging out. They're going to be doing wing eating contest, a frozen t-shirt contest, all kinds of stuff is going to be fun. So check that out and make sure that wherever you go to Hooters, let them know that the Locked on Astros guys sent you with the world famous Hooters girls, the best service. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And the Astros play the Rockies Tuesday at 310 PM for a sure to be firework loaded game the Astros play the Rockies catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM and the SXM app search Astros I mean look if you're hanging out with family you can't go to the game listen to Sparky and Ford on Sirius XM all right um so I think you should do the frozen t-shirt contest I think you know it's not no it's a frozen t-shirt that you try to take apart and open up it's oh, not okay. wearing a frozen t-shirt <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter all right all right. Yeah. So go check us out live. Um, I know some, uh, some of y'all have come out to one of our live broadcasts. So this is your opportunity in the Pearland area to come um, come out and see us live, interact. And um, uh, it's always fun to uh, meet some of our listeners. So our some of our everydayers. So if you're everydayer, go come out. Um, so definitely uh, today's game was much needed. The Astros are now 47 and 38. The Rangers are now 50 and 35. I think I saw somewhere where they're 10 and they're 10 and 15 in their last 25 games. So, uh, or something like that where they're, they've been struggling a lot recently. So uh, the Astros are getting a little bit better. Yes. They've hit a little, they've kind of struggled a little bit, but they're, it seems like everything's kind of uh, clicking a little bit more recently. But uh, one thing that may have plateaued a little bit is um, Michael Brantley's recovery apparently. So uh, while he may be running around the bases like kids do on Sunday Sundays at Min Maid Park, uh, I don't know um, if there, if he's going to be making any type of minor league appearance anytime soon because he is supposed to face Jose Arquiti once they get back to Min Maid Park um, on, on Tuesday. But apparently they have canceled that and kind of slowed things down. Slowed things down. Um, they haven't called this a setback or anything. But they just said that it's plateaued. So let me go ahead and read the exact thing. So uh, a reporter said, has Brantley increased his workload or kind of plateaued a little bit? He said he's plateaued uh, somewhat. We want to increase it, but then we don't want to have uh, to go backwards either. I'd rather have it plateaued for a while than increase it. So kind of like it kind of seems like um, the reporter was leading the witness and Dusty Baker just kind of went with that word. Oh, cool. Let me just go with that word. Well, 
look, that was Chandler Rome. There's no anonymity here. He put it out there. He deserves it. Okay. So look, Chandler Rome put the way he put the quote out there at first, I reacted to it. And then he right. put, here's the whole conversation. I'm like, come on, man. How are you going to release half the statement? And then the whole statement later, let me tell yes. you how I interpret this. I'm calling BS. I think they're afraid that Michael Brantley will not be able to come back. They're just not willing to say it publicly. They either don't want their needs to be known. So they don't, so the other clubs don't know that they're out there searching for a true bat, a, another left field bat, or they are just in denial because I can tell you right now, I will be 100% shocked if Brantley takes a single at bat this season. Look, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And I know I'm your ultimate, always positive, always Stroh's guy. But this is getting pushed back way too much. And you don't you don't plateau a guy that you think is going to advance and possibly take some rehab starts. The first warning sign and the first tea leaves y'all should have read was when he started in the minor leagues and then they shut him down. That right there was a bad sign of his progress coming back. They say they learned a lesson or it's it's story that they learned a lesson with Myers rushing him back. But apparently they didn't because they rushed Brantley back there. There's no way to spin that. I mean, the spin doctors and the PR directors can spin it how they want to. Brantley's 36. He had shoulder surgery. Not everybody reacts the same to shoulder surgery. I'm not a physical trainer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. Okay. I'm not Brett, the doctor. Okay. He did stay but in the hallway Eric, in express last night though. Actually, I did not, but thank you, though. Yes, I love the tagline. Thank you, Eric. Eric, hi-hat snare. Anyway, so look, why am I saying this? Because I think it helps the Astros know what they need to go get at the trade deadline. And right. I think the silver lining here, hear me out, is that if you know you don't have Brantley, you know exactly what it is you have to go get at the trade deadline. It helps focus, and they better not be on denial. They better not wait until the trade deadline day to go, oh, by the way, Brantley's not coming back at all. Now let's do like an emergency 24-hour go grab somebody. They better start being on the phone right now, calling, talking. I think they need another pitcher. I think they need another bat. I do think Urquidy and Alvarez coming back are like a trade, acqu trade deadline acquisition because what they offer and Arkady is going to be fresh and you can't replace Alvarez's bat. So I don't think it's as bad and as grim as people think. I just think it's bad that they paid him this much to probably not play a single inning for the Astros in 2023. Well, I'm not going to be as doom and gloom as you are. I think uh, when they say, well, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not oh, doom and gloom. I'm trying to be realistic, Eric. Now doom and gloom is like, talk. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, no, go ahead. I'm not yeah, going to be uh, all like the sky's falling with him. I just think that uh, they're just uh, maybe slowing it down because they don't want to risk what happened earlier this season. So they're probably like maybe he felt some mild discomfort or soreness or something. So they're just kind of slowing it down a little bit and we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But some good news is that uh, Alvarez was playing some catch in the in the field today and he's been uh i think he's been taking some um and some hits in the cage so that's good um so uh or kitty should be facing some live hitters in uh, batting practice tomorrow but so now we just don't know about michael brantley so i think it's all depends on what happens there and i think there is some um some uh validity what you said about maybe they're they're going to wait till after the trade deadline to really announce what's really going on with him because that they don't want um, teams to know how desperate they are for another outfielder. 
or another I mean, guy. And look, and here's why I say that, Eric, because the field of those buying right now is so big. I right. mean, look, the Marlins in the National League are even in it. We can't even talk about getting Jorge Soler right. if we wanted him because, I mean, they're, the market is massive. It's not two right. or three teams. It's six to ten teams. Right. And I think it just makes it difficult. This is a this is not a buyer's market. It's a seller's market and people can drive up the price and they're going to drive up the price on you if they know that one of your key guys is out. Oh, well, you need somebody, huh? All right. Well, maybe you throw in this guy, too, because we know you really need our guy. So I think it's a chess match. I trust the Astros. I trust Dana Brown. We got to remember that's why they brought Dana Brown here. Dana right. Brown is very smart baseball wise. It's not going to be a Dusty Baker decision, but Jim Crane and um, and Dana Brown will make, I, I believe, a wise decision. It's not going to be Jeff Bagwell. Y'all can quit bagging on him. Y'all can quit bagging, you know, whatever. But, hey, what a win. Series win. Three out of four, Eric, going into the holiday. Um, look, again, we'll, we won't be doing a live show, right? Yeah. But I'll be posting a show with that I do with Castellani tomorrow, so y'all will see that when it premieres. All right, so um, since um, 2019, the Astros, when scoring 10 runs, they are now 71-1 and one since 2019. Uh, that would have been pretty bad if they are now 72. <laughs> uh, the last time they lost with um, scoring 10 runs was against the Rangers on April 21st of 2019. Uh, so that would have uh, been a weird situation. And uh, Brandon Belak will be making the start. Uh, they're going to go uh, – push uh, JP France back, uh, give him extra day of rest. Um, so he'll be pitching on Wednesday and Brandon Belak will be pitching against the Rockies on Tuesday. So uh, that's the other news and uh, something I did kind of tease this earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and say what Dana Brown said. Uh, this was a comment. Uh, I don't know if you talked about it on the Friday show, but he said, we're exploring trading major league players for major league players with teams that are contending. That makes sense. We have a lot of outfielders right now. If we can move an outfielder, outfield piece for something that could fill another need, we'd probably be interested in doing that. Player for player? Yeah. We've got, we have to get creative to open up the market. We're definitely exploring that. Yeah, definitely. And that's just, I just really want, um, I just want the Astros to make a calculated move that doesn't hurt us, that helps the club in the long run. And, I'm just super excited about Arkiti coming back. I think Arkiti is going to have a great second half of the season. It's going to take some stress off of these young arms, Eric. I think it's going to give some some guys some needed rest. And you just hope that the bullpen holds a line that guys like Tucker and Bregman continue to um, heat up. And, hey, guys, if you're in here watching us live, please give us a like. Hit that thumbs up in there. Um, we like to know that you are enjoying what it is that we're doing here at locked on Astros and the Astros would be playing the Rockies. The Rockies are 33 and 53. So theoretically on paper, they've got a chance to win this uh, series, but you can listen to all the play by play action on Sirius XM. The first uh, pitch starts Tuesday at 310 uh, central standard time. Just download the SXM app and search Astros. And you can listen to Steve Sparks and Robert Ford with all the play-by-play -play coverage. So that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. I'm super excited about the Astros winning uh, this game. I, we didn't get a chance to really talk about the Rockies series that much. But um, I, that's definitely going to be a homecoming. 
and they came home on a positive note. So my name is Eric Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Cox Rose. You can find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse, and we are the Lockdown Astros Podcast. And make sure you go and subscribe to us. Make us your first listen. Become an a, a everydayer and go strips. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. Let the fireworks begin. And hey, guys, y'all be safe and y'all enjoy your family. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.